1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Void Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us
0: today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lucky
1: Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
3: I'm Sarah Carradine, podcasting from Aora Sydney. I'm Mari Forth. And this is Crime Scene, the True Crime Review Podcast, where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. You can get this fine programme along with all the other fantastic reality TV content by subscribing to RobhasaWebsite.com slash rahpups That's R-H-A-P-U-P-S feed
4: we love it if you would subscribe to our feed as well. Please go to RobHasAWebsite.com slash crime feed. You'll get your true crime on Tuesdays. If you've already subscribed, thank you very much. Sarah, what did we watch this week?
3: We watched Lover, Stalker, Killer on Netflix. It was directed by Sam Hopkinson, who also directed Misha and the Wolves. And his upcoming project is Hunting Gary Glitter. So more child sex offenders to look forward to if we decide to watch it. <laughs> but we can't love or stalk or kill without a fantastic guest. She first joined us to cover Death by Fame, which has a second season out now. Then the creepy and hypnotic Look Into My Eyes and she helped us rank moustaches in FBI True from a Date with Dateline. <laughs> it's Kimberly. Hello, Kimberly. Could I be classified as a regular? Yeah. Oh, you sure are.
2: Ooh, yes. I love it. Do I get like a special coat like on Saturday Night Live when you
4: host a certain number of times? <laughs> we're still we're still trying to figure yeah. out what the prize is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guess. The
2: prize is just seeing you lovely ladies. That's you.
4: It. oh you thank
3: you. Uh, I am we, getting to talk seen. about this. Banana's case. This is Banana, so mm-hmm. let's jump straight in. This is the case. In November 2012, Liz Golia murdered Carrie Father, then spent the next three years pretending to be her while sending tens of thousands of texts and emails to Dave Cooper who both had dated, as well as Carrie's mother, Nancy, and Dave's ex-wife, Amy. Liz slashed her own clothes, keyed her own car, and set fire to her own home, killing the pets inside, trying to pill it all on Carrie. Nancy became concerned when, despite receiving emails and texts from her, she hadn't actually seen or spoken with Carrie for several weeks. She reported her missing. Law enforcement investigations began but became stalled. Several years later, a new police team took over the case They noted that Carrie's house was left with everything intact, as if she were coming back shortly, and her bank accounts had not been used since she was last seen. So these investigations, particularly those following electronic trails, shifted suspicion onto Liz herself. And despite there being no body in 2017, Liz was convicted of Carrie's murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Whoo, Kimberly! Get us started. What did you think overall of this documentary? Uh, I thought it was great. So I
2: very much already knew this case because it was one of the first datelines we ever covered back in Mm. 2017 when we started the podcast. And it was called Scorned. It was hosted by Keith Morrison. So the things I tend to remember from episodes are like very weird things. Like I remember Dave's last name and I thought it sounded like "coot." Cooper yeah. Brother. And then, <laughs> then Mario. I remember uh I don't know if am I allowed to say the WH word? Sure. Okay, we don't sit, we don't cuss at all, so I'm always very nervous. Oh. I remembered whore from Dave was like a big thing that she spray painted on the side of her own like garage to make it look <laughs> like she was being stalked. And we had a big debate about if it was like you're the whore from Dave's house, or if it was like whore period from comma dave like was signing a letter like I remember that so like the weirdest things dave. I remember um yes. but I thought this was great I love we don't get reenactments on dateline so it was nice to see some of the um like when the two women actually crossed paths for like five seconds at the apartment um it was nice to see that and um it was great um I remember the investigator uh, Tony so well. And I remember he followed us on Twitter back in 2017 and I checked still wow. following us and I got so freaking, I remember, I remember how excited I was. That was like our first <laughs> time somebody from the show like knew who we were. It was just so exciting. No, I thought it was great. This, this case should have been a documentary. Like this is one of those that shouldn't have just been a dateline that people saw and forgot. It should be like, Documented, and I thought they did a good job with it it might have been confusing for someone who didn't know the case though I'm wondering about that like did either of you know the case and
3: if I knew so, the case literally from listening to your <laughs> podcast on it mm-hmm. and so I was very excited Mari I believe you didn't know the case
4: no I knew the case I just didn't realize I knew the case until uh-huh. I was like mm-hmm. 15 minutes in and I was mm-hmm. like I think I know this case. Uh I know it yeah. from um that chapter. Uh watch watching yes. Mike on that chapter. Yeah. So as it was going on, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is the case that I think it is. And so when the switch up happened, i was go, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so um, but I thought it was I, I thought it was great storytelling, I feel like. Kimberly might be right if you don't know the case. My okay, my husband was watching it with me, and I'm like I know he knows the case because I know we watched that episode together. I thought, well, at least I thought we watched, you know, the, that chapter together. But he was watching it. And he was like, what? Like he, he. it wasn't until it was over that I told him, I was like, yeah, you should know the case. We watched it. So, <laughs> um, but I I think that they did it really well. And mm-hmm. I think if you know the case, you're kind of sitting there like, huh. You know, you're like, you're like, you know that it's coming, who it's coming from. So it's kind of like, you're just sitting there like, this lady is crazy. She went through all of this, you know. But if you don't know the case, you're really sitting there like, why would Carrie all of a sudden just switch up like this? And then, you you know, and then it's a big swerve. It's like a M. Night Shyamalan style twist. You know, so I think they did it in a way that appeals to both people who do know the case and don't. I think, but maybe we maybe we'll uh, get maybe one of our listeners who has who didn't know the case who watched it could chime in for us.
3: I hope you watch people listening to this because otherwise you'll know.
4: (laughs) That's true.
2: Uh, I thought it was interesting. I noticed I looked at my old notes and from the our dateline, and um, I noticed that they leaned in more to Amy being a suspect and they really played that up and made it seem like the police really thought it was Amy and
4: why
2: that, well, Liz came and filed a police report against her, I guess, and said, she's the one that's been stalking me. I thought it was Carrie, but it's Amy. And this was before she shot herself. And Mm. so they brought in uh, Amy and gave her a polygraph and I guess she failed. So, they made it seem like Amy was the person. And so I thought that was because Dateline has to, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's switching the order of things to make it seem like, you know, they want to mm-hmm. give you a good story and a good whodunit.
3: I felt with this one, though, they almost were trying to push that narrative too. But it was, well, first of all, I knew the case, but I felt it was also too late where mm-hmm. the police come to Amy after. Liz is shot or, as turns out, shoots herself and said it was an unknown female assailant that ran away but she thought it was Amy. And Amy talks about, oh, the police came to my door and then we see the outside of her house as she continues to talk. That's always a trick. Australian Survivor uses that trick as well. If you don't see their lips moving, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. as there's a shot of them, it comes from another time. And she says something about being worried that she's that her life is going to be affected. And then it cuts. And I thought, yeah, you're trying to indicate. But, of course, the police had come to her to talk about her safety and the safety of her children. Mm -hmm. Overall, I had some difficulties with this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's hard to describe for me. I wanted there to be more fullness there. I thought it was very thin. It was... Mm -hmm a recitation of this happened, that happened, that happened, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But there was a an extension of time when there didn't need to be. They explained black light to us, which is like, come on, God. <laughs> <really. laughs> um, although it is, you know, it's, it, it makes it inclusive, but it was as if it's this incredible technology that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And I find myself writing, who is this for? So I think if you're mm. a true crime, you know, insider, insider in some ways like we are or watcher of many things as we are, I don't mind seeing cases that I've seen before. I like to see a different treatment of it. I yeah. Perhaps if I've listened to it on a podcast, I like to see the actual people. So it wasn't really fat enough for me. And then I wonder if you're a casual coming to it. That might be why maybe it's pitched at or this new raft of viewers that Netflix has by throwing money at true crime cases. And if I think about Mm -hmm. it like that, then I think I'm less critical of it. But they did things like I even wrote, just let us hear the verdict without cutting into editorialising. So when the judge is giving the verdict, we have film of him and it cuts into it three times with law enforcement, oh. saying, "Well, he said he started this way, and I didn't know what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, just let me hear it." But then, if I think about someone who is new to true crime, that might aid the excitement. That might lift the excitement. So, oh. I don't know. Let's talk about these reimagined actaments.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. We're not so hot on them generally. They excited oh. me. I thought they were great. The setting of the fire, the lighting of the fire. So you know often it was that.
2: like they yeah. looked vis- visually. I thought they looked very good. Yes, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. more Kimberly. Oh no, that's all. I thought the yeah, that's I thought all. the fire was. That's all. I just I was agreeing with you. I thought visually <laughs> they looked they looked nice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because it wasn't a lot always of money. Yeah. A reenactment like like we saw the two women pass each other with two actors playing that. There was sort of wheat fields and outside of houses and cars driving. And I actually really liked that, uh, a long shot of firemen going to the fire. I think the documentarian wants to be a filmmaker, uh, Mm. so it did also straddle that line. But again, now that I'm thinking about it being for someone unfamiliar with true crime that might be just what they need to hook them in. Mari, the reenactments for you.
4: Yeah, I completely agree. I was like, uh, What's his name? Dave here is a full-blown actor. They got him in like most of these reenactments, reenacting his own life and stuff. I'm like, this is interesting. It was so interesting that when they would go to pictures of him back in that time, I'd be like, oh, right. He was young when this, <laughs> when this happened. You <laughs> well- know?
2: Mari, this was one of our very first him cases which is like mm-hmm. him are there no other men in this town um mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. ladies are fighting over this guy uh mm-hmm. i liked his new facial hair because he has a a weak chin as i think i'm probably mentioned five six years ago whenever and um so i think seven years how long have i been doing my podcast seven years, seven eight years. years. <laughs> i don't, can't do math yeah he was much younger then but he was still just this average guy guy.
4: yeah yeah so it's so funny yeah Yeah.
2: yeah. he's also very chill about the whole thing like it's funny that they used him and not like a more dynamic person because he's very calm about everything just like yeah like 125 emails a day yeah like she was watching me yeah you know like one thing i thought about was if this was a woman On the receiving end of this stalking, it would have been terrifying. But Mm. because he's a man, he actually gets a text with her address and, like, goes to try to (laughs) find her. Like, he's the predator and not the victim of this. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole thing would have been so different if she was a woman. I don't know if police would have taken it, if he was a woman, if police would have taken it as seriously.
4: Seriously. Mm, That's a good point. That's a great point. I mean, all of that to say, I think that they, did a fantastic job of moving the story along and they it didn't seem like they had like archival footage to work from because this is a stalking case no matter what so basically the police can't do anything until something happens and if liz wasn't so ridiculous you know she could have gotten away with it because you know all of the inciting like she just kept taking it a step too far to the police had to get involved almost. You know what I'm saying? Like again, not trying to give uh, advice to criminals, but it was just like, why are you doing that? And then at one point I'm like, I don't even think you like this man anymore. You just kind of like No, because she him? kinda left at one point, right? Yeah, like she left him after her
3: house burned down. Yeah, yeah. And she went and stayed with her other boyfriend. Right. Yeah. So
2: it was more maybe not huh? about him and about <laughs> about like the control of it, or about the yeah. she's just diabolical,
3: yeah. Yes, it's like it's yeah. like that awful thinking where if you are a larger woman, if you are an older woman, if you are perceived to be unattractive, that you can't possibly be sexually harassed, that you can't possibly mm-hmm. be sexually assaulted, and it's not about the victim, it's about the perpetrator, and I think very much. I was I was actually going to introduce you by saying her, but I thought no, 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 of course <laughs> it's you because we love you. But uh, I did have a him moment, and then I thought, but it it actually could be anyone. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's about Liz. Mm-hmm. I I would have I mean I don't I, I would have liked a little more delving into the broader world of stalking what what impels it what stalkers have in common what they're looking for but now that I've decided what I think who who I think the documentary was made for you don't want that they just want the story
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm, that's a good point maybe they're hoping people will think about it after but they didn't want to give us a tutorial in how stalking victims are treated nowadays and Mm. how poorly the whole thing is handled yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes, very poorly. But these um, Laura these detectives is- were very like dedicated. Like Tony put off a surgery on his brain to keep working the case.
3: Yes, I'm glad to hear from you. He's still still with us and still tweeting. Oh, he's know. totally still tweeting. Yeah, <laughs> he's nice. actually
2: still tweeting about the Carrie Farver Memorial Scholarship, which I guess mm. I think her mom started, and he's like still tweeting about it. So I thought that was really. Like That's he takes very much to heart.
4: Maybe we should put Avis, that in our show notes.
3: Yeah. Oh yes. Brian mm-hmm. uh, Avis, one of the, invest- the new investigators, says, "I was a bad father during this case because it it consumed me in the same way that it did Tony." Murray, talk about Jim Doty, who will not take his hat off. I wrote, "Take your yeah. hat off." Quite apart <laughs> from anything else, we cannot see your face or documentarians throw a light up onto his face. So hat and moustache ratings from both of you.
4: <laughs> hat and, hat and moustache ratings for Sergeant Jim Doty. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember. I don't remember him. What what He was the – Big piramide. black hat.
3: Was he the one who solved it
4: or was it Tony? Because I'm trying to remember. Well, Tony was the IT guy, yeah. Oh, okay. Jim Doty was the one who was like, I'm not sure that I believe that this is Carrie. He was yeah. the one who did police work, basically, who went to yes! her mom mm-hmm. and and was asking her mom, like, you know, uh, when's the last time you heard from Carrie? I was like, how did y'all not do any of this? This took three years because... Yeah. The police didn't do anything. I mean, it's not like Dave went. Dave didn't even go to the police. Like the police had to come to him. Yeah. Um, because Dave was just like, oh, whatever, crazy stalker. Hundred twenty-five. Ladies email. are always
2: going nuts for me. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> ladies be police... crazy,
4: right?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but like the police, like y'all didn't do anything. Like y'all didn't look look for her car. You, didn't- I. The whole time they I was found there- her car sooner.
3: That exactly. I hadn't if they had
4: realized it. her
2: apartment had nothing with her. Like, she obviously didn't just skip town because she took
4: nothing with her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they Bank didn't accounts
3: even, not accessed.
4: They didn't even talk about how, like, I I, 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 so, like, I'm trying to decide is it the, was it the police work or is it how they decided to give us this information? Because I went back and I rewatched the, that chapter after um, I watched this. And, she she did like they knew she didn't show up to her job like her job found called out called that day and was like hey where's carrie and so her job actually did like i i I don't know if they called her mother or something but the the job actually was like looking for her and and they were like oh she didn't show up so it's kind of like i I don't know if I, i don't know if it's the presentation of the evidence here, I that think kind it of feels- really was
2: because she had a history of mental health issues, and they oh, just that's true. They just said she's bipolar, obviously, she's gonna just skip town, leave her yeah. son, uh, not talk to her uh dad when he dies, not go to his funeral. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's her mental health. I think they just brush it off right. because
4: of that. You're- I think you're right, and I and then and it was and that was another reason why they were able to believe that she was sending all of these messages. But shout out to to Jim though for like actually like taking the time and and, and working it like as if she was she wasn't the one behind it. I will give the mustache a solid eight. It was a okay. solid mustache.
2: Oh, I, I didn't notice it. his mustache because it was because of The hat, but, the hat. <laughs> um, but I did so, notice the fringe oh that's beautiful
4: yeah the um,
2: he had the the fringe and the i think katie said a bolo tie and she wanted me to mention the bolo tie okay Uh, katie's sick otherwise she would be here uh yeah no fabulous love it i i assume he takes the hat off inside when he's not on camera because right you'd have to assume it's a very big hat it's a very big hat (laughs) <laughs> but we've seen we've seen a lot of date lines with the cowboy hats and i've i've noticed the different shape of them i've gotten very mm-hmm. into it before so oh. i give him but i not black usually not black they're usually white uh yes. so i give it a 10 out of
3: 10. oh goodness yeah nice. the combo the combo is is seducing mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so he is the sergeant at the wonderfully named pottawatomie police right. department and Ron Avis and Tony Carver are the investigators. So we sort of get the overview from Jim, and then we get the nitty-gritty from Ryan and Tony. I like that setup. Let's talk about something I did I definitely didn't like and I don't approve of for newbies. The serial killer string was green. It's supposed to be red. It disturbed me, Kimberly.
4: <laughs>
3: no,
2: it's called a red string murder wall it's literally in the name did they run out of red go to michael's <laughs> your hands, and get yourself some red that's unacceptable yes, i think i blocked absolutely. it out because i didn't even notice i was probably <laughs> just so horrified
3: yes uh, now we we of course want criminals to stay stupid we don't want to give them any advice but i was impressed by liz Golia. we do see her in her interview room after her arrest uh, and after just denying a couple of things, I never saw the car, I was never in the car, she mm-hmm. says, lawyer. And I thought, yeah. okay, not dumb, not so dumb. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Murray, did you think that they held back information and tried to make it more complex than it was in order to explain it to us? Or did you think that they took a more straightforward, as experienced by Dave kind of timeline?
4: Yeah, that's why I think it is. I think they, the first like, what was it like 45 minutes or so, they gave it to us from Dave's point of view. So from his point of view, you know, he's being stalked by Carrie. Um, And then after that, I think that's when we get the police point of view. And that's when all of the actual evidence starts really um, coming out. And so, I mean, I don't mind it. I, again, I, I I agree with you. I completely agree with you, Sarah. I didn't even stop and think about it, but I do think this might be for, uh, newbies. This is like a, a a hold your hand to true crime. This is, you know, we'll we'll walk with you, put your toes in, type of type of deal. So, uh, I I think they they made it for that, and I don't even find it egregious. Like I said, I don't find it egregious. Like I just killed my dad. I don't find it egregious like the girl in the picture, um, so I I honestly feel like it was almost like kind of um, with American Nightmare in a sense of like we're seeing the story as the main players see it, like they're walking us through it as the main players are getting it, and it didn't it didn't feel icky to me, um, so. I I didn't really have a problem with the the story layout. I did I do agree with you a little bit, Sarah, about um there was one point like near the end there where it did feel like stretchy. Like it was like maybe in that last 20 minutes or so, or right before the last 20 minutes, it felt like they were like kind of stretch, stretch, <laughs> you know, with with just now we open the car. Now we open the 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 foam. Now <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it did feel a little weird. Yeah.
3: I I kind of at one point thought uh, that, that the documentarian was very fond of Tony in particular and wanted to give him more screen time. And mm. I thought Tony was great, but I don't know that he needed that much screen time and certainly not playing pool. But again, I understand if I understand it from a uh from a newbie point of view, from a slightly it's not fictionalized but influenced by fictional films Mm. then i find Mm. it better but that pacing of that last 20 minutes kimberly what did you think of the structure
2: yeah i think they spent a lot of time with dave at the beginning um Mm. and they i think maybe left out some of the details this case is just crazy it really is Mm. so maybe they stretched in the places they shouldn't have and brushed Mm. over things that shouldn't have been brushed over like the shooting was very much brushed over like this woman yeah. shot herself in the leg and it gets yeah. like 30 seconds so mm-hmm. um that so because we spent so much time with Dave and then the second half was really how did the investigator solve it um which i thought was interesting yeah mm-hmm. Tony Anthony got a lot more time than he did on the dateline, but he was <laughs> still the hero on the dateline because Keith was enamored with him. He was thought he was like a superhero because he doesn't understand tech stuff at all. she's so he's like, you know how to go into like emails and stuff all that weird. Like, e-, like he, it's like all like alien stuff to him. I remember it was so funny. Um, so yeah, I did. I do think they stretched in certain points and certain parts I think were brushed over. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember Dateline going a lot more into, like, the things, like, Liz used the credit card. She stole her credit card from her and used it to, like, help dispose. Like, where did she, the body, the disposal, the killing, like, stuff like that, they didn't really spend a lot of time on. I remember she bought herself a shower curtain with with Carrie's credit card and, like, put it up in her apartment. (laughs) Like, she,
3: like, very weird stuff. Interesting. I remember from the dateline and so when they showed her bank account and said, Oh, well, there's only two transactions after we think she disappeared and I zoomed in on them and they were like Home Depot and something else. And and we know that I knew I knew that that Mm -hmm. she yeah, that that Liz used Carrie's credit card to pick up murder stuff from the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't kind of go into that so what were there other details in the dateline that that strike you as missing from this telling with the I think on dateline they spent a lot more time on the texts
2: and the emails like we got to read a lot more of them the spelling mm atrocious and the mom even (laughs) carrie's mom even knew that that wasn't carrie because the spelling was so strange Mm. um like she talks about the tattoo that's a yig yag tattoo yeah oh yeah yeah ying yang and like Mm -hmm. i remember we thought that was the funniest thing ever so like that became important um it's there were just like i think but again i think those are details for chronic dateline watchers who love Mm -hmm. details like that instead of like what i think sarah you've nailed it like for people that are just want a crazy story and they don't need to know how the sausage is made
4: too much Yeah. yeah oh that's a great point
3: we did get once they the police zero in on liz they tell her that they suspect amy of the killing of Carrie, the burning of her house, all the bad things that have happened, and this is of course before they arrest her, and they say, "Ah, if only we had yeah. some proof. If only Amy had written to you and told you how she killed Carrie." And Liz was like, "Gotcha, uh, mm-hmm. gotcha," and then mm-hmm. emails, emails flood in from Amy describing yeah. the the death, and I thought they did that very well. Again, we didn't get details, and I wondered if that was a deliberate choice by the documentarian to draw a bit of a shower curtain, a bit of a curtain over the very ugly description of the disposal of the body. Mari, what do you think? Because her descriptions are very ugly.
4: Uh, Right. That's what I was thinking too. Cause um, yeah, that chapter did uh, actually post the, the emails that explained what she did to Carrie and all of the misspellings and stuff like that. And actually, that chapter put up the, the, the photo of her of the foot unedited because the one in this documentary they kept showing it, and I'm looking at it like I think they I was like, they edited this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this edit, this is edited because it didn't look like much. And then when I went to that chapter And I saw the unedited version Oh yeah, that's foot That is definitely a dead body This is exactly what I'm looking at Um, So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing But you could definitely tell That they were trying to like preserved so they made a murder documentary with no, no murder like in a sense like they definitely yeah, murder was like, like
2: not even the point of it it was more exactly. the stalking and the crazy the twist you know exactly. and then it's, it's entering
3: it's, dave very much
2: dave, at, at the end they brought it back to carrie's family her son dateline was much more focused on her son mm-hmm. um and how he felt left and abandoned by his mom and oh. her mom um but at this one at the end when she calls the investigators her boys like then i thought they were more victim focused at the very
3: end mhm yes yeah. well for further properties then we'll put these in the show notes there's the, that chapter youtube video Mm -hmm. there's snapped season 24 episode 15 entitled liz Golia" because snap just gives you the name of the murderer straight Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. uh, from december 2018 and of course the dateline season 26 episode one scorned hosted by our lean king keith morrison that is from september 2017 well you've been podcasting for a long time kimberly Mm -hmm.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: So how many magnifying glasses are you going to rate lover, stalker, killer out of a possible five, Kimber?
2: Well, I... Felt like I missed some things. Definitely. You probably tell that I zoned out a bit and I can't tell if it's because just the day I'm having, like I was trying to, I should have watched it yes. yesterday. I was trying to make sure I watched it fresh, but it was too fresh. And I feel like, cause I knew the story, I might've zoned out a bit. So, and I don't know if that's cause it didn't hold my attention or because just whatever. Sometimes you're just not focused, mm-hmm. but I would still give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think That's a decent. Yeah, that's a decent mark I think. I thought it looked great and I liked the reenactments. And Mari, what about you? How many magnifying glasses for this documentary?
4: I'm going to give it a 4, I think mostly because maybe it's just because watching with somebody else and I seeing his reaction to <laughs> he's like oh snap, you know. Um but I I think that they did a pretty good job storyboarding it. I think they did a good job of using a lot of smoke and mirrors to be entertaining but now that we talk about it, it does feel like there's not enough meat on the bones for it like I would have loved a lot more in depth to some of the the, the crazier things that Liz did because I mean we barely even talked about her but Liz Gallier, the woman who who committed all of this like just again I'm just astounded at her ability to keep something up for three (laughs) years and then Mm -hmm. pivot some would say flawlessly to blaming it on somebody else but the whole time I'm sitting there like how are you blaming it on a woman who's alive breathing walking around with kids and getting away with this but anyways I digress Like, does she have any history of this like did we did Amy yeah, it should didn't didn't be make talking to
2: her exes and find out like what Liz's life is like and this new boyfriend
4: and what's, yeah, I wanted. Yeah, tomorrow. we didn't even talk to, to Buddy, the new boyfriend. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think it was good for what it was. I think we could sit here all day and and, and probably make it better. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it a four, four out of five. Sarah, how about you?
3: I came in probably, well, as our listeners know, I don't decide really till after the discussion, but I sometimes have a general idea. I think Mm -hmm. I was much more down on it with a lower rating coming in, but discussing it with the two of you and shifting the lens to it being a softer entry-level true crime documentary on Netflix Once I do that, I'm not sure that I would change much. I would tighten up the end, but I would say, yep, let it run just like that. Bring people in over here to our side. Get them hooked Mm -hmm. on true crime. So I think for our listeners who are avid true crime watchers and consumers, have it on while you're doing something else. I don't think there's enough to maintain your interest, even if you don't know the story. But I'm going to give it a three and say, yes, it's well made. And I'm going to give it a soft recommend for newcomers. I would say more experienced Dateline people or true crime people watch Dateline. (laughs) Watch
4: the Dateline. It's called Scorn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely very my
3: first true crime.
4: <laughs> true <laughs> crime 101. When, you, when will you start
3: JJ on my first new kids book? My first <laughs> true
4: crime. My first yes. true crime. <laughs> yes.
3: All right. And Kimberly, do you have a recommendation for our listeners? What have you been watching, listening to, or reading that you've been enjoying lately?
2: Uh, super into traders, uh, the US version. We're covering it for Patreon. It's amazing. Uh, And then Katie and I were both just so excited, like way too excited. This is part of the problem for the latest season of True Detective. And uh, we've been a little disappointed. So I've kind of been going back and watching the first season again, which is wonderful. Um, But I'm still enjoying the latest season for what it is. But it's not as good as the first season.
4: I mean, none of them have been as good. As the first <laughs> yeah, season, so. yeah.
3: I would still put season four as second after the first season Same. in terms of quality. Okay. And um, Mari, what do you have to recommend? Um, I was trying to see if I could recommend
4: anything true crimey, but I really, I really can't. So, first thing I'm going to recommend is if you haven't already, go subscribe to the uh, the Recap Kickback. Our friend Chappelle. He has an, his own, they gave him the keys to the to the kingdom. He has his own podcast. Um, and I am his, uh, his co-host. I'm, I'm in his passenger seat, if you will. I'm not getting stabbed, hopefully. Oh, that's
3: where the blood is. Ugh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, but we are uh, doing a special for Black History Month. We've been doing uh, top five. So we've been ranking top five black media. Mm. over on the recap kickback so the first week we did top five black biopics we did top five black dramas and we're just about to drop the top five black comedies and we've been having so much fun and it's really important like go you know go support um black and african American creators but also we are having just so much fun over there and Chappelle has a lot up his sleeve make sure you subscribe to the recap kickback podcast by going to recapkickback.com and you can subscribe wherever you uh, listen to your podcast and then on top of that messy reality TV is at an all-time high right now Kimberly said the traders US it is amazing season 2 is living up to season 1 but also couple to thruple is on Peacock messy 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 and Love is blind is, is here now. <laughs> Everything is coming back like the messiest of mess is coming back. So if you're not feeling the the the, the true crime and you're already on Netflix, go go ahead go to their um, Netflix reality tab and they have so many just random things. Love never lies. P- Poland, I heard is really good. My best friend loves it. It's it's basically like a temptation island mixed with like a, like a, a truth ceremony where I think they're like connected to like a lie detector. Test. I don't know what it is, but she loves it. So go, go this, this Valentine's day season, go uh, watch some messy love drama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It'll make you feel better if you're single, just watch exactly. love after lockup or 90 day fiance. And you'll be like, I'm so glad.
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> I'm fine.
2: <laughs> fine.
3: I'm fine. i <laughs> fine Yeah. yeah.
2: So I call how, it how Valentine's is- Day, not going to be murdered by my spouse because I don't have one day. Bingo. That's,
3: yes. We, cel- we celebrate Valentine's Day on the 13th. Exactly. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I also just give a shout out to yes. Dateline
2: because they've had some great episodes lately. So if you're not on the Dateline train family matters was a great one the sleepover which we did last oh week,
3: was... yes
2: wow. I, I, wow I only listened
3: to your recap it sounded amazing
2: yeah they, they've had some amazing cases yeah hmm.
3: sarah what are you watching well i was going to recommend the recap kickback as well but uh, Mari has already done that it really is described. terrific hey
4: bing. thank you
3: so I will recommend Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. Mm-hmm. It is an absolutely stellar season so far, not just of Australian Survivor but of all Survivor iterations and it's not just me saying it. <laughs> People who really know their stuff are saying it as well. We're only at episode 9 of 24, no spoilers. The We're still pre-merged because it's Australian Survivor, which will be 47 days which is two US Survivor seasons. <laughs> oh my God. There's room for it to drop off, but I suspect it won't. It is breaking moulds. It is elevating archetypes that usually go first. There's three of them still in the game. I'm not going to say what archetype because in case you haven't seen it. So I beg, borrow, steal, join RHAP Patreon and you will get links. Watch Australian Survivor. At Crime Scene, we're eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. You can follow Crime Scene on Twitter at Crime Scene, RHAP, that's S E E N, or email us at Crime Scene R-H-A-P, at gmail.com.
4: We're on TikTok at Crime and on all socials at Crime Scene Podcasts. And please remember to subscribe to our feed by going to Rob has a website.com slash crime feed. It makes a big difference.
3: So Kimberly, what have you got going on and where can the people find you?
2: They can find us uh, every Wednesday releasing Dateline episodes. And this one was crazy. Can't remember what it's called, but I know we're interviewing Josh Manko. It's again tomorrow about it. So it's a two-parter. It's a wild, wild case. Death at the spa—that's what it's called—and um, it's crazy. So find us at Date line on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook
4: and all of the places.
3: Wonderful, uh, Mari. What about you? What have you got going on?
4: Okay. Well, every um, every week, me and mascot review the the highlights of the week in wrestling over on the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. Uh, so we're having so much fun. This is our biggest season ever. We're on the road to WrestleMania 40. We are literally on the road to WrestleMania 40 because we will be there live and in person. So, we are having wonderful guests. We're having so much fun. We're actually guests, we actually guested on another podcast as well. So, um, we'll uh link that. But me and Matt are having so much fun. Please go to Wrestling wrestlingfeed in order to subscribe there. Of course, like I said, you can find me and Chappelle on the Recap Kickback every Thursday, dropping very fun Black content, All Black History Month. And I was last, uh, two weeks ago, I was on the uh, Black by Reality podcast, Talking Couple to Thrupple, the first three episodes of the premiere. Me and Nicole Bernice, who is a, a guest of ours, who has been on here several times, Uh, We had so much fun breaking down like some messy, messy content. And so you can definitely go check that out as well. Sarah, what do you have going on?
3: Well, people can follow me if they'd like to do that at Sarah Carradine on all the things. Over on Silent Podcast, I'm covering Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels, which I had in my recommendation. The recap of the third week is up. And my guest is Traders Australia fan favorite, Annabelle Fiddler. I was on the panel for Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club discussing The Angel Makers by Patty McCracken. As I said last week, we had thoughts, but it is a great (laughs) podcast, so listen to that. Next time on Crime Scene, we're watching and discussing Mr Organ with Mark Blankenship. Watch it on Netflix and send us your comments and questions. What is that about? Mr Organ?
2: I don't want to know. It sounds scary. No.
3: Uh, i think he's stealing organs no no no, no. it's his name nothing it's, as fun nothing. oh mari <laughs> this, I, mari is reluctantly agreeing to cover that oh gosh as- <laughs> a soft spot here Uh-oh. It, Uh oh. by the same documentarian has made one of my favorite documentaries which is tickled so of course i tickled to- i've
2: seen tickled
3: ah uh, okay I think you'll be all right with Mr. Organ. It's his name. He's a real estate agent. Okay. I'll give it's it a try. It's still crime. But it's, you, yes, you it's not you as. say I should. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll Let me watch it and I'll let you know. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always a treasure and a delight. <laughs> and thank you to Will from America for the theme music and the whole RHAP team behind the scenes. Until next time. Case Case closed. closed.